0: Hi, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Lunchtime Learnings. I'm absolutely delighted and honoured, as I've just found out why I can't share the story why, but to be joined by um, Claire Bilton, um, who two years ago set up a um, self-employed agency um, and is doing exceptionally well. Um, I've been watching Claire's journey over the last two years and um, £50,000 a month, in first two years is just absolutely exceptional. So hopefully, Claire, you're gonna share some of your secrets today um, about how you become so successful in such a short time span, which is absolutely incredible. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into agency in the first place, why you wanted to become an estate agent, um, and let's go from there.
1: Um, so I joined estate agency not a million years ago I think it was back in 2015 um, after doing loads of different sort of sales jobs I started a career in nursing I could never really quite find that right fit of career that I really enjoyed Um, I was a little bit of a bouncer from job to job um, but I loved sales Um, and I think I decided to go and work for a large corporate sort of company at Interlettings and I just sort of took to it like duck to water. I really enjoyed it. I was just like from day one. I came home. I remember not sleeping the night before I started, and I was just completely and utterly hooked. And I it just consumed me. And it kind of went from strength to strength. I started off as like like a sales uh, lettings neg, then into sales, then senior, then manager, then regional valuer, um, and it, it went on and on. And I just it's one of them jobs that I think because I do so many hours, if I didn't enjoy it, I probably wouldn't <laughs> do it. Um, but you don't mind doing the hours when you enjoy doing what you love. So yeah, I've originally worked for sort of the high street. I've worked with big corporate companies. And then I went over to like an independent with five branches around the area. And then 2020, everything just changed completely. Like from a personal point of view, it was like a career point of view as well. I think, um, you know, when COVID lifted the restrictions, I think a lot of us was worked very hard and, and very tired and it was very stressful. And then with my personal circumstances, my my dad got very, very poorly, which was a huge influence on to what I did decision-wise going forward. He very much encouraged me, you know, we live one life, do what makes you happy. So I I walked out of my job with uh, not really a clue of what I was going to do, Um spent two days crying <laughs> trying to figure it out and then decided to um to go self-employed and launch on my own so that's kind of like how it came about so it was august 2020 next week actually is my two-year anniversary so i'm excited
0: congratulations
1: um
0: and as as i said it's been fantastic watching your journey so let's go back to uh, joining the corporate world so um yes what did you learn from them? You know, what yeah. were, the, 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 uh, what, what were the, the good points?
1: Yeah, The structure is the really good point. I like the fact there's very, very clear lines with hierarchy and, and boundaries. And, and to be fair, you can't really beat the corporate for the training. Some of it you like, some of it you hate the scripts they give you is just cringe worthy. And I, I never stuck to ever cause I'm, I'm just that way. Um, I always like go off on a little bit of a tangent sometimes, but that's kind of a little bit about w- what I am and who I am. So I think the, the, the money that they put into the training with a corporate company is fantastic. They're always evolving. And I really like that. But I find that sometimes working for a corporate company, you can get a little bit lost in the masses. So that wasn't quite for me. So then I went over to an independent which was completely and utterly different, (laughs) really, really different. So very much more of a family vibe and everyone knows everybody, Um, but the structure wasn't quite as much as I liked working for the corporate and the training wasn't quite as much as what you enjoy learning. So that was a little bit different as well.
0: Okay. So you started off straight after COVID, um, no properties whatsoever
1: nothing
0: so there's going to be people watching this thinking oh my good god you know you've thrown yourself into the deep end so how Uh, have you gone from no properties to end up having a month where you've you know you've had fifty thousand pounds worth of completions which is incredible
1: yeah it's been uh, that first that first four weeks is the most scariest and for me i was praying to god that people remembered me from working from the high street and enjoyed the service level and that little bit of banter that i had and prayed to god that that would help me <laughs> but yeah the first four weeks were blood sweat and tears i think you know door knocking leaflet dropping cold calling you know everything was involved social 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 media it was massive it was throwing everything i could possibly think at this plan because i had no backup it was one of those things, it kind of had to work regardless. I remortgaged the house to make this work. You know, it was it was, it was was all or nothing. It was big, 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 big gamble. So that the first four weeks was the hardest. And I think after my first couple of properties, because what do you post about on social media if you've got no houses to post? And I think that was the key thing for me, making myself so available on social media that when I do go out to people's houses, they very much know a lot about me anyway. So it's kind of very exposing being on social media in that way and quite invasive, but works for me in my area, definitely.
0: So what sort of things were you posting then to grab Uh, people's attention?
1: Anything and everything. Uh, things about the local community, the market days. I used to do a little skip called C B tip of the day, <laughs> which was which was quite funny because I used to get my dog involved. Um everything and anything about property prices, sometimes it wouldn't always be always this is about the property market. I used to do like interior design tips. Very, very controversial subjects sometimes to get people biting, you know, and those were the best ones. Those engagement posts, you know, what do you like out of an agent? What don't you like out of an agent? Do You, you know, and I think for me that worked really well. The engagement posts seem to get a lot of attraction.
0: And what's really interesting looking at your social media and the properties that you put on there. I think you're one of the agents that I've never seen that get so many shares of the properties. So how do you manage to get so many shares? You know, is there, you know, you talked about scripts and dialogues earlier, because I see a lot of agents that they post properties on, but there's no shares, there's no comments, you seem to get some incredible engagement. So can you share how you do that?
1: it's a difficult one because it's the same I work I work in a certain area and I obviously keep an eye on a lot of the high streets posts and I can see them throw a property up and maybe get a couple and then I put a property up and sometimes they go viral I think I had one property viewed over 50,000 times within the first two days and I think I do try to make it like a little bit fun a little bit tongue-in-cheek I think a lot of people I've got a lot of followers on social media because it's not just about properties so I've got a lot of engagement in that way and to be honest with you loyalty like a lot of loyalty from my past clients from even even buyers that have bought their properties and are done and dusted and don't need my help anymore they're still really great they still like and follow my page they still share my posts so I think being like a likeable like engaging person and looking after people has supported like that back network of social media
0: okay so how do you get that loyalty how do you build that loyalty
1: working hard (laughs) working delivering what i say working very hard making myself available and i well can't swear on camera but not bsing people you know honesty will always transpire and i think the there's no point of trying to be evasive you're very quickly caught out and people sometimes might not like what I say, because I'm very honest and incredibly direct. And that's one of the things I'm known for. Don't ask people about my house doctoring, because if your house needs doctoring by me, you're gonna be with a list of pen and paper. But that's the kind of, that's the service I offer, honesty and integrity. And it, and it, it, it comes with a really great following and people that are very kind and very, very supportive, especially in the villages, which are notoriously hard to crack into. They've all been fantastic.
0: So, again, if somebody's starting off, how do you get that? Because there's so many people that feel very uncomfortable getting in front of a camera and you're a natural.
1: Oh, horrible. <laughs> I hate camera. No, I'm not. I'm not a natural at all. I just got to the point where I stopped overthinking it because no one cares what my hair is looking like or if I've got a sweaty face. No one cares. You've just got to throw yourself in the deep end and trust that actually it will be fine. I hate being on this for me is uncomfortable, (laughs) but I'm forced to do it because that's part of my job. And I wanna be that local property expert that people look to recognize and listen to. And the only way to do that is by forcing yourself out of that comfort zone. It's not nice. I do a little bit of mentoring with a few few of the self-employed newbies. And, you know, I really push them hard. You know, get off your ass, get in front of that camera and get it done. The only person that cares about what you look like is you. That's it. <laughs> so it isn't very comfortable. It's part of the job, unfortunately, nowadays.
0: Look, <laughs> no, I agree. But I agree there's so many people that find it incredibly uncomfortable to do and just won't get out of their comfort zone. Yeah. So so any, t- any tips on that, just apart from just doing it?
1: Don't overthink it. Don't script it. Don't retake it. First take, get it done. I think the more you tend to do the takes is what I found, and the worse it gets. So, you know, pick a topic of conversation, get stuck in, deliver it with passion enthusiasm, and people will relate more to that than you sit in monotone in a script. You know, I'm known for being very eccentric and flamboyant, and I am, um, but that's the way I deliver most of my properties and you know i'll sit there with like a glass of wine at a cocktail bar if there's a bar in the house or you know i'll be sat on the hammock swinging along in a book with a book you know and i think all that stuff it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek but it definitely catches people's attentions to here's another property it's a free bed detached you know it's trying to find that little topic of conversation that resigns with people to get them hooked in to start watching you um so yeah it's it's fun and if you're not having fun then you can tell. So people won't watch.
0: No, look, I love your passion and I love your energy. So where do you think all that comes from?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm probably a little bit bipolar. <laughs> I'm just, I'm very, very high most of the time, 99% of the time. This is sort of my personality. I don't sleep a lot. And I think because I, I love my job, it, it, it's all consuming. I will last week, just got I was in Turkey a couple of weeks ago and I sat there and at two o'clock in the morning I had an idea pop into my head and instead of doing the Claire thing with thinking it through and making sure so it's all logical and set up it pops in my head and then that has to come out on Facebook so it did <laughs> and you know what I posted about it the next morning it must have been like eight nine o'clock in the morning and I think there was over like 120 engagements likes comments shares inboxes galore and I just thought that's what it's all about. It's about continuously striving to move forward, never sitting on my laurels, trying to be different and trying to do always the best thing for the client. And I think if you always put that client first, you you won't go wrong. Not every idea is a good idea though, Stephen. You know, I've had some shockers, but for the most part, they've been dead successful.
0: Do you know one of your ideas that I actually loved?
1: which one cleaning
0: for cleaning one
1: that's that was the 2am one that was the two o'clock in the morning job where it just like popped into my head I was like you know, I want everyone to be happy and chilled on completion day. It's manic enough. I want the buyers to come in and see a beautiful house. I want the sellers not to be stressed and concentrating on packing. So I thought, what can I do to avoid this? What can I do to help people? So I introduced the only agent, I will add, (laughs) to do a free two hour clean on me. So I send the girls at 12 o'clock, they'll be there till two and they'll clean you out as you're moving out. So, yeah, that was a really good one. And the, the garden floor plan, that got a lot of likes and attention as well.
0: So tell us about that one then.
1: So that was an engagement post. I sort of I ask my customers a lot. What do you want to see? How do you want to see properties marketed? You know, do you like a voiceover? Do you like a presenting style video? What would you like to see that's not out there at the moment? And it was a customer said to me, do you know what? I went to a house last week, Claire, and I thought the garden was gonna be massive and I was dead disappointed. I turned up, it was like a postage stamp. They've obviously used a wide angle lens. So I thought, okay, well, how can we get away with that? And what can we do to improve that? So in popped garden floor plans. So ground first garden, and it's all done to scale in relation to the house. And if you've got shrubberies or borders or elevated position, it's locked. I mean, it's a pain in the ass, but it looks amazing and the customers love it. So, yeah, it takes a lot longer, but that's that's kind of what it's all about.
0: So you've talked two or three times today about um, asking questions of your customers to find out what they want. Yes. How, how do you choose the sample? Would you just post it on Instagram and social? Just simple question. Yeah. Um yeah. and then come back with answers.
1: Pretty much. And and I think because I've spent two years, and what was the difficult one was like five months into the, the the self-employed job, my Facebook got hacked and it all got scrapped. And I had to start again. So when that was really hard, I had to build all that story again and build all that following again. So kind of like I've I've worked really, really hard to try and be as gauging as possible. And now when I post a question, because I'm asking for whether whether it's a nice or or not nice opinion, I want the honesty. And I think people, they like that. I don't want just the fluff comments. I want to hear the negativity. I want to hear what we can do different, what your experiences are. And I think because I've got a good following now and that's been done through several methods, you know, from from competitions, to, to engage, you know, on local community sites. That's always a really good one to do, you know, inviting a lot of people to your page, making sure your content is interested and diverse rather than being property, property, property. So they're not just following you because you, you wanna engage in those people that aren't necessarily looking to buy or sell right now, but they might know somebody that is. So if you keep that page nice and diverse and interesting that captures with them and then you've got the potential of actually hitting out on their friends and family. So it's it's the long game is really important to me, not just that short-sharp quick sale.
0: Well, I've just finished the training session and actually there were two things we were talking about today. One is how do you give incredible customer experience where everybody becomes a customer for life, a client for life? So they're not just referring, it's not a one-off transaction. It's right, what friends, family, neighbours, colleagues can they recommend over the course of 10, 15, 20 years? And also, we we're talking about marginal gains—those little one that you can do on a daily basis that can have that cumulative effect that makes a massive, massive difference. So, um, and you're definitely showing all of those. So, coming back to the local community pages, yes, how, you know, for gain for people that are. Oh, they're not going to let me in. They're not going to like my content. What sort of things do you do to post on them to get that engagement, to get them to come and follow you? Because I think I went, roughly you're about three thousand eight hundred followers.
1: Yeah, just just over that now. Yeah, I mean, I've always found like there's one particular village in this area that I could never crack into when I was working for the high street, and someone gave someone gave me an opportunity and did a really good job. And then that kind of spiraled because then a couple of other people said you know what estate agents would you recommend in the area and it kind of went on like claire built and claire built and claire built and and it was like i was sat there and it was completely i mean i was refreshing my page every two minutes like oh my god I've got all these people recommending me and then i got like a really good relationship with the local restaurant there and like any time that come people come on an open day and they're from out of area i send them there's like you've got to go visit this restaurant it's absolutely insane and then they started to do the same with me, like recommending me. You know, oh, you know, CB brilliant. You know, she does a lot in the area, and it kind of it builds from there. You know, building trust with local business people is dead, dead important as well because owning a small business is hard. It's it's exhausting, and I think if we all support each other in that way, it can really do a lot for for your business and for the local community as well. Yeah, so yeah,
0: I think social proof is absolutely massive. You know, you can't get better way of social proof than 30, 40, 50 people all just mentioning you.
1: I know, C-bay, it's mind-blowing
0: it's, oh, it's an incredible feeling, isn't it? Yeah,
1: Absolutely. yeah, it's, it's a while to get there. And, you know, you, you get to that, and we call it the wall. It's quite funny because the wall's known quite well in this industry when you're self-employed. And I had, uh, I had a colleague, you know, she was real down. She, she's a member of the Women in Estate Agency group on Facebook, and she posted on there, you know, I'm really struggling, I'm not feeling it, this is becoming, I'm, I'm feeling down, and I was like, you know, Holly, meet the wall, wall, meet Holly, you're there, you're up the. W-. and you know, we spent a few weeks talking, and, and, and training, and trying to help, you know, with ideas, and content, and you know what, the whole thing's just turned around for her, she's absolutely killing it, and she's enjoying it as well, so, you know, it's it, it, that's the great thing about this culture is, is it is completely different to the high street because you're on your own, but you're not on your own. There's a lot of support and a network there as well, which you kind of really appreciate when you're on. It can be lonely. It is really lonely sometimes. But when you're feeling a bit down or you're struggling with something and you haven't got that person to ask, you have because you've got a whole network of just incredible estate agents to go out.
0: Okay, so a couple of things just on what you said. So how do you overcome those lows? Because it is tough out there and it is lonely It is, and it's, it you're, is whether tough. You're, or you're not, obviously, I know you've got that great women in state agency group, loads of help. You've got Agents Together as well, um, which is a great platform to help people. But you personally, you know, and I know you had a tough time and you, you and I have been through something similar Um, So how did you overcome those and deal with uh, the lows and become that resilient person that you are?
1: I think I've always been the sort of character that just gets on and gets through it. And you'll have your moment where, like, the first few months, I can't remember a day that went by that I didn't sit and have a little cry and think, oh, my God, what have I done? (laughs) You know, this is so hard. But I think you've just got a one bad day is one bad day. You've got to draw a line. You can't take things personally. You've got to pick yourself up and get back in there. Talk to somebody that's team up with somebody that's a very positive person. So when you are feeling a little bit blue or down, you've got that person to sit and pick you back up because that's that's really important of why you'll sit and you'll stew and then that'll get worse and it'll snowball into something that it shouldn't be. So for me, like if I've had a bad day, I kind of go go home, I'll have something nice to eat. I'll pick myself back up. I'll have a little rant know i've got one particular person who i just chew her ear off all the time and she sits and she listens and she laughs at me then she calls me a bit of a twat and then we (laughs) and then i get get on with it the next day so you know that's how i get over it but everyone's got different coping mechanisms we all try not to to dwell too much in the negativity because you're gonna have your good and bad days just like when you worked for a high street estate agent and any job out there you have your good and your bad days but the good far, far, far outweighs the bad. And you have to remember that. And what I've done is changed my life completely. And sometimes I just have to remind myself of that, like where I am now compared to two years ago.
0: Yeah. And a little tip is, every time you have a fantastic success, your great result, your £50,000 a month, write it down, put it in your phone. And when you are feeling down, just go back to your phone, have a look at all the amazing things that you've achieved and think, you know what? Wow. You know and one of the things i haven't been in a great place recently and i gave myself some self counseling and one of the things i kept on talking to myself about is what's the evidence you know so the evidence is i've got out of that bad place on a number of times and just by asking yourself a question yes you may have one bad day but You've got over that bad day, and especially agency, it is a real roller coaster. You have some amazing days, and you know, you have loads of fall throughs, and you think, Oh my good God, what's going on? Oh, yeah,
1: he's coming freeze as well. So, usually, when you have one, you have three, and it's just like, Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, God, when I used to get a fall through when I first started on my own, it was like the end of the world. And, And I think as long as now I know that I've done everything I can do to salvage it and fix it, you know, we can't control everything, unfortunately. Things happen. I think the the sooner that you realise that and just try and attack it in a proactive way and get back on it and the customer can say that, yes, you know, this has happened, but by God, she did X, Y and Z to pull it back. That's that's what I want to go to sleep at night thinking something bad happened, but I've done everything I can to counteract that.
0: And you've got a fantastic post of one of your clients saying that, that I think that one of their properties, it, f- it fell through. And yeah. they just they told the whole story and case studies are really, really important.
1: Oh, you know, definitely.
0: Things, things do happen, and I think it did fall through the property. And these your sellers then came back and said, despite it falling through, you were on it. Next day you had more people, it then went through. They're incredibly grateful. Um, and it's understanding that. Um, I think st- Absolutely brilliant advice that you've just given everybody listening today. Because I'm sure there's so many people that are going exactly through the same thing that you're going through and need your inspiration and passion that's helping them. So thank you. Um, you talked about, um, I want to come back to prospecting and door knocking um, and things that are quite uncomfortable. So again, you know, we talked about video and the importance of that and social media in being uncomfortable any tips on door knocking and I think um one of your colleagues Ben Moore uh, so Ben put out a super um video um that he shared on YouTube um which speak to Ben because I think he was Ben just was anticipating he put on something about a magic letter but he also had a whole video for one hour, which was a coaching video, which I have a pleasure of watching, which I thought was exceptional. And Ben gave loads and loads of really good tips on there. Um, So again, you know, you touched on learning and being really important and having um, the help there, you know, so it was great. So go and have a look, have a look at Ben Moore and go onto YouTube because there's a great one hour and loads of tips there that will help people. But from your point of view, um, how was that first door knock? That
1: first um... <laughs> the first door knock I did, I'd sold a house. I'm just gonna plug my charger in, Stephen, one minute. The first door knock I did, I had some clients in Curtin Lindsay that I'd sold for, and they were looking for a particular property in Brig. So I thought, okay, I'll get my trainers on, I'll get my steps in. And I started to walk around Brig, randomly knocking on people's doors, when I met a gentleman called Dan. Dan was very suspicious. <laughs> like this is very unusual I've never had an estate agent knock at my door asking if I want to sell my house he let me come in the next day for evaluation this was on Sunday night and then he was like you know come on then we'll go for it I was like great fabulous can I see your ID well then that triggered him again he was like oh my god IG you're 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 fraudulent you're you're after you know doing something naughty so he company housed me he checked all my credentials and it you know I, I was I was you know, what I was. And the next day I said, oh, I'll see you tomorrow with my clients. Now we actually didn't believe that I had people wanting his house. So it was a little bit of a, no, genuinely I had people ready, but for me, door knocking shouldn't be about what you can get from them. It's what you can help them with. So when I door knock, I don't go in talking about their property whatsoever. That's not of interest to me. That's a side point. My door knocking technique is, hiya i've noticed that you're on the market i just want to make sure that i'm servicing all the people that are on the market at the moment tell me a little bit about what you're looking for how can i help and then suddenly it's like hang on this girl's knocked on the door not asking about my house but what i need help with and where i'm looking for so then we get into this natural flow of conversation and then ultimately it comes up with well, you know how's things going with you guys anyway how are you finding it much interest and it's just a natural, easy, really nice flowing conversation where usually I was invited in the door and then bish, bash, bosh, they're suddenly on the market and giving notice to the other agent. Because you know that they've been on the market a while, you know it's not probably going very well and you do want to genuinely help. So you've kind of got going in there armed with what sets you apart from the others and how you can help other than sticking this poor house back on right move and waiting for the phone to ring. So knowledge is power, always prepare, never, you know, I never know really what I'm going to go in and say until I knock on the door, because you can't, you can't predict that reaction, but I will know a little bit about the house and I will know about the history and how long we've been on for, um, and I kind of use that a little bit to, to, to work my way in.
0: <laughs> so just to end it, thank you very much. We're really grateful for your time. What about you and self development? Um, what are you? Any great books that you've read? Any podcasts that you enjoy listening to um, that will help? Um,
1: out? My my vendor bought me a, my one of my clients bought me a really really good book about women in business and all the the trials and tribulations. And I'm not being sexist. Men men have the same issues as women do, but it was really about like juggling that family element, the mum guilt that you get, the working hours, the business role. So I've been reading that. And it's a fantastic book. But for me, like the self-employed model that I work for, they offer loads and loads of workshops, it's constant training, and it's as much or as little support as you need. Um, so, you know, going forward for me, how I want to develop I want to start concentrating on the business side of things in terms of like recruitment, the money side of things, how to grow my business and make sure financially I'm protected. So that that for me is probably one of my weakest points because I've come from just being, you know, a regular estate agent and no one teaches you the ins and outs of actually owning your own business and the tax implications and all of that. So I, I feel like as an estate agent, I'm I'm pretty well rounded now, but I still go along to the seminars and, and have a look at how to value and how to make a big pipeline and how to, you know, and I think it's always great to have refresher courses as well. You know, you're never, you're never so good that you don't need to constantly learn. And I think as long as you recognise that, you'll always move forward in this industry.
0: Okay, so one final question. You talked about juggling so you know at the start we talked about you working seven days a week and you've got yeah. a couple of kids as well and so you know how do you juggle everything that you do
1: um I've got a really great family my you know my eldest son is incredible he's 16 he helps me out a lot my youngest is nine they're all very very understanding and you know last week I knocked out 82 hours weeks I do 16 hour days sometimes but you know, the time that I have off, I try and make sure it is quality time. Um, it, you know, it's definitely working for yourself and working under a self-employed model. It's not one for the, the weak-hearted. It is hard work, but you get out what you put in. And you know, since since we did this, you know, we've moved house, we've actually had a couple of holidays. It's all those little things. So the time we have together is so so important um not every day is perfect juggling it all you know sometimes the house goes to absolute hell <laughs> and that's where I'll get on the phone I, I had an emergency cleaner come round yesterday because I was so desperate for some help around the house because I've been working so much um so those are the little things that I do to make my life a bit easier um but yeah it's just it's trial and error you're never going to get it right all the time but you just got to manage your time and make sure you don't burn out that's the main thing
0: OK, and for people watching this that are new, you mentioned you've got a great um, Facebook group, Women in State Agency. How do yeah. they find it? How do they join it?
1: So just add it on Facebook. So Women in the State Agency, click and like and join. And it's, just, it's, it's so hard to describe what it is, but it's such a safe space. You know, as women, sometimes we go through slightly different things than than what the males do. And I think a lot of it is supporting each other with having that mum guilt, with knowing how to approach these type of clients. And it's really supportive. And I'm a massive, massive fan of it. And everyone on there is so supportive and so lovely. It just feels like sometimes when you're feeling a bit low, it's that low status that you've got somewhere to go where you know you're gonna be able to get that support and them to guide you in the right direction. So that's a big fan. I mean, obviously, Stephen, I follow you as well. (laughs) I have been, been, um, Agents Together helped me when I first started out as well. So I did get partnered up with Agents Together and I had a mentor for the first few weeks, which was fantastic. So these are all really great free resources as well that people could use. Um, and just don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help I remember actually when I was first going self-employed um, and and thinking about making the jump I did actually speak to Chris Watkins quite a lot on the phone although Chris is quite abrupt and very very direct um, he'll ask you those series of questions and, and it really does make you question yourself like can I do this can I make it am I the right person for the job so you know I follow his group as well quite heavily
0: Brilliant. Well, I'm incredibly grateful for your time. Thank you so much. I look forward to watching your continued success, your continued growth, your hundred thousand pound months. So keep on uh, doing what you're I doing. So. <laughs> keep keep on doing what you're doing, which is exceptionally, which is exceptional stuff. So well done, you, and thank okay. you for giving me your time. And if people want to get a hold of you, how do they find you?
1: Uh, claire belton bespoke estate agent on Facebook or you can get me if you whatever a chat and a and a little bit of mentoring or just to see how i do things and get launched I'm on 07703 six one 397. feel free to drop me a whatsapp anytime
0: brilliant well thank you very much and thank you everybody for watching and listening and please like it share it and get my message out thanks a lot and have a good afternoon everybody bye
1: thank you